Hello, hello everyone! Welcome to another stream doing our research checks for the Lost Omens character guide. I'm Jordan. In case I, you didn't know who I am, I, I, I'm joined by Rachel and Heather. Hello! Hey, he knows our names. Yeah, I, mean, I do. I hope so by now. <laughs> and I hope so. Y'all were in the wedding that we had last week, so I better know your names. <laughs> Indeed. Um, yeah, so get that out of the way. This is the first piece of content we're producing after Jess and I got married. So I'm Wild. still excited. We've been walking around the house uh, saying husband and wife to each other for a while. <laughs> Apparently just a thing you do, you know, like yeah. just excited about the moment. It took and, me a uh, while when Rick and I got married. I would still like be like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend. I'm like, wait, it's not my boyfriend anymore. <laughs> See, we're practicing. We're practicing to not make that mess up. <laughs> Anyway, down to business. Um, Lost Omens character guide, which uh, overall, um, if you guys don't know what all is in this book, this book has um, beautiful art, first off. Um, uh, it goes yes. through all of the basically ethnicities of all the different ancestries that you can have um, mm -hmm. and breaks it down into more regional variants, um, variants based on climate, things like that, um, and then goes into three new um playable races the ancestries jordan or ancestries. ancestries dang it ah, ancestries i'm still gonna mess that up but we, stop we shall first continue edition, to correct so i can do it yep uh but three new ancestries you've got lizard folk uh leshy and hobgoblins hobgoblins, hobgoblins there it is i mean they um, mention uh, a few other ones but it, it seems more like a teaser Oh yeah, no! It's totally I, a tease. I did and I not didn't approve of that. Yeah. I didn't appreciate <laughs> we'll it. We'll talk all. about that when we get to that part of the book. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> jumping ahead here. Goodness. Um, but the second half of the book goes through some of the major organizations throughout mm -hmm. uh, the Glarian setting, or at least the inner inner sea setting. Um, so we'll get into those as we go. And they, of course, also had a list of ones that they didn't actually go through in in any kind of detail, but they just teased. Um, so you do get those some um, some content for those, but it's more of a. Oh, by the way, these exist. So, also I guess they approved. have to, you know, they have to, you know, leave the breadcrumbs so you keep following and you keep buying the books <laughs> and you keep wanting more. <laughs> I mean, to to be fair, they could they could write a thousand page book and I'd buy it in a heartbeat. Be like two hundred dollars yeah. sold, easy sell, easy sell. It depends on what it's over. If I'm going to show everything, out everything, Heather, everything. <laughs> like, just just imagine it's one book that has everything. That would be. Way more than a thousand pages. Anyway. Oh, no, easily, yes. Yes, but I suppose we'll start with, you know, at the beginning with chapter one. What is an RPG? No, no wrong that's book. wrong um, book. Wrong book. That is the core rule book. <laughs> yes. Um, so that brings us to the ancestries. Um, that kind of overall vibes. What do you all think? Well, the these are the ancestries that were detailed in the core rule book, and they've expanded them to give you more options. I actually really like the pictures and the sidebars of the different ethnicities that you get. Like, this is what, you know, someone from Night All looks like. And this is what somebody, you know, the different races and everything or the different heritages. I think it's yeah. really cool. Um, yeah. And I thought it was interesting that they even go so far as breaking down even further if necessary. Mm -hmm. So like they have um, like the, the elves of the Mwangi are in three main tribes mm -hmm. or yeah. groups or something. And so they break down, these are the three groups and kind of a little bit about them. I thought that was like just so many great details that actually makes me want to play somebody from those areas a lot more. Yeah. I, I know that there is some divide because there are certain feats or ancestries or whatnot that you can't get unless you pick something from that specific place. I know that it's been kind of a, oh, I want to be able to do whatever I want. And that's kind of cool, but it, it 
makes it pulls me out of the realism just a little bit because it's kind of like in the real world that us southern people have certain things that you know people up north don't have like we use y'all and that's kind of our <laughs> our thing and it, it's expanding don't get no, me wrong I, but i think I, it's I, yeah. I like it a lot like i think it's really cool that you can have something that's specific to where your character's from and it gives that mm-hmm. character more flavor and more to yeah. work with with your background and things like that and if there's a bunch of them you like well then you get to play you know ideas for a bunch of different characters over the course of your adventures in Pathfinder. Yeah, I, I will say, having read through this book over the last couple of days and really diving into it, I just started keeping a list of like, ooh, this is a character I want to do. And ooh, yeah, there's yeah. another character yeah. I want to do. Ah, man, this is what I really want to do. So well, like, I have a bunch of those <laughs> in a little journal now. <laughs> well, in the human section, they have the uh, Irasani Ice Witch. And I was like, oh, that's so cool, because the mm-hmm. Winter Witch was one of my favorite archetypes from first edition. So I'm like, they're yeah, kind of so building up into that. And, and take yeah. that and have some ice powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, the, the, I think it's the Arutaki jumped out at me. Had kind of the, oh, the, yeah. the Inuit yeah. feel. And I was like, I, I really liked one of the lines that they said that they live with nature rather than against it. And I really like that. And I imagine that it horrifies Abadarians. And that makes me happy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all for that. <laughs> And of yeah. course, I, I did like the Gloomseer and the Darkseer ones from mm-hmm. Night All, but not just because they're from Night All, but you get low light vision and dark vision. And that's, as a human, which is yeah, pretty cool. which is really handy. And I was like, oh, this just gives me more incentive to play somebody from Night All. I, I will say I that throughout this, I made little notes of <laughs> haha Heather or that screams Heather or I'd be yes. like Jessica. And I think I even yes. had a few yes. Jordan <laughs> in here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that made me happy just because I'm like, yeah, these are the people that are going to pick these feats when we get around to this. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I, I thought it was really I think really well done. Um, you can feel where the the kind of inspirations for the real world inspirations for a lot of these uh, heritages come from. But mm-hmm. I really, one of the things I really appreciated is breaking down Tien and saying yeah. like Tien is basically kind of the equivalent of saying like Asian, right? So they break it down as like, you know, Tian Dan, Tian Otang, Tian Huan, like breaking all of them down into mm-hmm. their different regions and what are the cultural differences between them, I thought was really cool for a book that, you know, Typically, we talk about the inner sea when we talk about the world of Galarian. And yeah. I thought it was really nice to see that we've kind of branched out into let's talk about all of Galarian, even the people who are very it's very uncommon to see, you know, in the inner sea itself. I, I was kind of surprised just overall in the book that the the heritage lists were so short, but the ancestry feats were pretty long. So I think that kind of made up for that throughout the book, because uh, I think there was only. I'm remembering correctly, just in the human section that we're on, there was only like two heritages. Yeah, they didn't introduce nearly as many heritages. A lot of it's oh, feats. just one, just yeah. the winter-touched human. Yeah, um, but there was there was a bunch of ancestry feats that really jumped out at me that I that I liked. Yeah. So like and the arcane tattoos. Of course, I think that's just because I'm really hankering for a tattoo right now. So all the <laughs> tattoo ones, I was just like, yes, yes. Yes. So I, I know that we had some questions from Discord, um, one of which was, what's your favorite ancestry? Which um, I'm going to just say, what's your favorite ancestry or every heritage uh, of all the ancestries that we go through? Oh, my gosh. Like I don't know. But those you? are so limited. Maybe go with ancestry feet. Yeah. Uh, we can do ancestry feet, too. I think there's more choices there. Fair yeah. Enough. I thought the 
tusk feet was really cool for the half orcs. Here's a bite attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I enjoyed with the half orcs too that there were there was uh, more stuff challenging the common stereotypes of these are just the big dumb fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that mm-hmm. you know especially some of them especially when you get into the Shawanti and the Ulfen they accept them much more. But I, I wanted to see more feats that built on that. Um, like yeah, they had the sociable ancestry for the half elves, and I was like that would be so much. I think better in my opinion but just my opinion um if they gave a sociable ancestry for the half orcs i was like you know because it's basically ailsa <laughs> so anyway that's my two cents i know i liked there's i when i was taking my notes on this i wrote down a heritage or an ancestry from almost every single or you know feet from almost every single section that were I really devil's advocate down for you i would never do that what are you talking about? <laughs> no, never. Um, and of course, like liked- the thing, of course, and of course, the stuff that was like Osiriani kind of jumped out at me. Like, I like that the, the yeah. art for the Pomet dwarf and the dwarf section oh, yeah. is freaking oh, amazing. Yeah. We'll get there. That's next. That's and next. Then, Unless then, we just yeah. want to jump in there now. <laughs> uh, no, mean? actually, I had I had yeah. one. I actually want to read because it's the raddest uh, feat in this that I I thought it was super cool. Uh, so this is. Tupalak Carver, it's a human uncommon uh, ancestry feat if you're Irotaki. It, it says, you know the truth behind old stories that tell of, ascending, of sending a fetish of bone and sinew to seek vengeance. These old magics allow you to conjure constructs with ease, add the summon, add the summon construct spell to your spell list. The constructs you summon have a distinct ivory scrimshaw appearance, which I thought was just super cool. And if you include a drop of blood, a lock of hair, or other portion of a creature's body as part of the spell's material component, the summon construct gains a plus four status bonus to perception checks to sense or locate that creature. I more just like the idea of like it's a little scrimshaw kind of fetish that you've kind of carved, and I thought that was really cool. That's neat. That is really neat, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that one was really cool for humans. And it's a first level feat, which is also really cool. But I guess hopefully everybody uh, can hear uh, can hear dwarves. everybody fine because I did just adjust the audio levels for uh, Heather and yeah. Ra- Rachel. So I boosted mine quiet. up a little bit. But I guess next is the dwarves. Um, you know, and I I like I didn't realize that there were so many different really types of dwarves in Galarian. I guess you just kind of yeah. think of dwarves you know what i mean the dwarves yeah, yeah like, like entity. dwarves are dwarves <laughs> yeah. you know so well, that I, think, is I think not they true. also <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's it it's really interesting to see it kind of all brought together because the thing for me was like mm-hmm. they they even differentiate underground dwarves who primarily live underground with surface dwarves who don't necessarily live underground yeah see all the time, yeah. so that and that was really cool um and of course, you know, like I said, I was like, wow, there's a bunch of different types of dwarves. So which was yeah. which is good. I mean, it's the other races should have as or, sorry, the other ancestry should have have as much versatility as humans do. I agree. So, I, I, I like that it broke it down into like three main categories and then broke it down further, which it seems to be the kind of the theme throughout this book. I will say, though, just on the subject of, you know, your nuptials coming up recently. Dude, we should have totally had you guys make sheaths for each other <laughs> because that was the coolest marriage tradition that I read about because it was what? saying that you you forge a sheath for your partner's clan dagger like using the gems oh, from your oh. clan. 
And I was like, dude, that's awesome. We should have had yeah. Jessica and Jordan make some clan daggers. This would have been cool. <laughs> oh, man. No, yeah. I, uh, I, awesome. I would have loved that. Yeah. But I do like. And I then I read the about the, the underground dwarf. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was a new yeah. thing for me. I didn't know about that. Yeah. There's, <laughs> but I read about the underground they... dwarf. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> now you're both trying to talk over no, each other. Yeah, Somebody no, say a thing. <laughs> um, so uh, the thing that's interesting about it is the clan dagger has feats now. So you can take yeah, feats yeah, to make your clan so dagger cool. awesome. Like I'm it's so super flavorful. It's so like it's very like now uniquely dwarven to have the clan dagger and use it in combat that I thought was super cool, like from a flavor perspective. Um, and then, you know, they did talk more about the Palmet Dwarves, which I thought was really cool because that kind of relates to some of the things that's been going on in Mummy's Mask. But then you get this freaking Tomb Watcher's Glare feed at fifth level. Ah, I wrote that mm-hmm. one down too. Where yeah. you, when you critically side eye. I know. When you critical hit a freaking undead or when it fails against a saving throw against you, the undead is enfeebled. How often do you get to enfeeble an undead creature? I'm I, like, I like, do yes. love that. <laughs> like, and honestly, that, if we could take Mummy's Mask into second edition, I, that might be my backup character is a Palmet Dwarf <laughs> with, with that. That's super cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and I love, like I've said before, I love the tomb guard, Palmet Tomb Guardian art that's actually yeah. right next to that feat, mm-hmm. which, you know, makes sense. I was going to say, I, I think that means it's time for me to do a, a show of how awesome this art is for those <laughs> of us watching on Twitch. Take a look at look, that. Look, it's so okay. cool. But that is not the most epic one. Did you guys see on page 19, the Terra Lou? That beard... Is something oh, yeah, to the color changing beard. Oh, the, ra- yeah. the, the color Holy changing crap. beard. I was yeah. like, your beard is a nebula and it's beautiful. <laughs> yes. Super rad. <laughs> but no, I, I really liked the the underground dwarves. Um, and I also thought it was a really cool concept that you could play with because they tend to be kind of xenophobic and you know, it's like you do not go to the surface unless you have like express permission. So like having mm. that would be really cool. And then um it really made me think of that show that Jessica made me watch, uh, Kipo. Oh, yeah. Kipo no is idea. such a cool show. It made show. me think of Kipo. Um, and because it made me think Underground Dwarf Druid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that just made me happy. <laughs> Get you a little pet Also, lizard. can I just say the heritage of the energy emanation? Could you imagine the first time that happens to you? <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's like, like one of those, like, when mutants discover their powers kind of moments, they're like, whoa. Yeah. It's like uh-huh. energy bursts forth from your body. You deal 1d6 of damage from your chosen type to all uh, adjacent creatures, basic reflex, and nah, 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 all that stuff. At you, third level and every two levels thereafter, this damage increases by 1d6. Oh, you know awesome. that it happens, like, when they're, like, three or four and having their first temper tantrum and their parents are like, what oh, the yeah. heck just happened? <laughs> you know? But, yeah. Anyway. But yeah. All right. So, any more about the dwarves? Are we good? I think we're good on the dwarves. I think we're good. Favorite, to, favorite to Heather's favorite feed. now, I think. Yes. My, they, my, well, my favorite ancestry feed is definitely that Tomb Watcher's Glare. Yeah, that was mine. Crap. I wrote that one down. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. I gotta, gotta remember which one was the one that I really liked. Um, Oh, it was the uh, the Clan's Edge and the uh, oh, that was the other one I wrote uh, down. <laughs> increase to that one, yeah. Clan, Clan's Edge is a it's a two action uh, thing, but you use your Clan Dagger uh, to protect yourself more efficiently. So you make two dagger strikes against different targets. Multiple attack penalty applies normally. Um, then use an interact action to gain the w- plus one circumstance bonus to your AC from your Clan Dagger's parrying trait, and then that increases with another feat. 
um, which I think is just awesome yeah. that you're like, you're kind of like stabbing at somebody to like give yourself an AC bonus. So I think that's just really cool. Yeah. I really liked that one too. Yes. All right. So All right. elves. Okay. Elves. Am, am I the only one that really gets a Stargate vibe from elves? Yes. Absolutely. I didn't watch Stargate. much Stargate besides the movie. But oh, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't really. I, I watched like the first two seasons of the show, and then unfortunately, life. Um, but uh, the movie always kind of made me feel like that because it's like, okay, y- the, you have these beings who came to Earth. <laughs> and they Stargate, were Stargate, by the way. Like the elves beings, did go you know? back and forth uh, through yeah. kind of Stargate looking things. So, yeah, and so I, it just always had elves a very Stargate feel. Are to me. technically aliens? I know that's why I felt like it was Stargate. <laughs> I did, uh, of course, I do like a, the breakdown of the different elves. They actually talk about the snow elves and give them a name in this mm-hmm. book, which yeah. I don't think they actually had in first the edition. They were just, yeah, they were just kind of information about them was just kind of sprinkled around through several sources. So it's really cool to actually have a this is what they call themselves and this is where they came from and this is why they don't associate with other people that aren't elves. So I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. The The artwork really made me think of the elves uh, from Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy 2 because oh, they had yeah. that very pale mm-hmm. look with the white hair. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's kind of the vibe I get. So, but, but yep. I also liked um, and I, I didn't realize this, that the um, the elves are apparently so connected to their surroundings that their appearance, uh, uh, their, their yeah, appearance that. will shift. And so I thought that'd be some really cool, like, character stuff you could do on that, like, depending on where they're from. That yeah, they there's have. that, what is it called? Wandering Heart. It's the one I wrote down where their appearance changes mm-hmm. and their environment. Slightly, they're yes. like, yes, and their uh, associated heritage changes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's weird. Yeah. But, but kind of cool. cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, it also helps explain, even given elves' long lives, why they have kind of differences in the different regions that they're from. Um, so yeah. like the different, uh, you know, groups and everybody have slightly different appearances. It's because of that kind of trait that yeah. even if the, it, even if they were born, you know, in Kionin, if they move out to the desert, they're going to start looking like uh, a Vorin, Vorindi? Vorioni? Yeah, is that no? yeah. The, Vorioni. The Vorondi are the uh, desert ones, I think. Yeah, yeah they mm-hmm. are. But and then they did have a little sidebar about the Janin, which is cool, which are the elves that mm-hmm. went to Tian Za or Tian Sha when Earthfall happened instead of uh, or Starfall. Ha- yeah, Earthfall. The, the. Earthfall. When Earthfall yeah. happened and uh, instead of going back to uh, or instead of leaving or going down into the Darklands. So, yay. I, yes. I think once the again, one- a tease. <laughs> yeah, the the one that really jumped out at me, though, and I this is definitely a concept that I'm going to do in the future, like it was one of my favorites, was the Spire Sworn. Oh, uh, dude, that sounds uh, so playing, cool. The Mordant Spire Elves. Yes. Playing an adventurer where your party, like, never sees your face, <laughs> you know, and then having them from this very xenophobic environment and they have to, like, adapt to being out in the world, like, that's just, I'm like, that's cool, and you could do some really good characterization with that, like, I don't know. I did, and just the artwork for it. First, when I saw it, I was like, "What the heck is that?" And then it, I was like, it "Oh, once I read it, vibes." It. Honestly, it looked a it little predator esque. But I love Morden, it. Yeah, the Morden Spire Elves are cool. Yeah, those are freaking cool. I liked that. All right, so favorite uh, ancestry feats for this one? Uh, oh, I really did like that Wandering Heart one, and then there's the Share Thoughts. 
that you can use mind link and if you take another feat eventually and you can like cast mind reading sense thoughts i thought those were pretty cool but but the i think they only work on other elves yeah share thoughts only works on other elves Mm. what about you jordan um it's a hard one because honestly all of them are actually really useful um I'm kind of a, an oldie when it comes to elves. Um, I, I like a standard, you know, wood elf uh, kind of vibe. So I liked Forest Stealth, um, which is uh, skilled to quickly hiding uh, behind bits of underbrush or foliage. You can take cover and then use that cover to hide. Um, nice. Which you have and to be an expert in stealth to do. Which, yeah, you have to be an expert in stealth. So it's not like super useful, but I just like the idea of it's like. It's super oh, look, useful if you're a rogue. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hiding. There you go. <laughs> and rogues are probably, unless you've built your character that specific way, rogues are going to be the easiest one to get an expert and stealth in by level five. So you can take that feat at the earliest convenience. Yeah, yeah, and it's a fifth level feat. So, but I, I just like the idea mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, a conveniently placed bush. Goodbye. <laughs> you kind of Homer sense your way into it. <laughs> right. Just back away. Right. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I'm probably sticking with my spire sworn here i loved the defiance unto death mm-hmm. um yeah you loathe the algolthus i think that is and their mind magic and the you've been ableist. trained to be willing to die rather than give in to mental manipulation so basically you're just so stubborn <laughs> that you're like <laughs> refuse to move and i just i read that and i was like because yeah, the check on it is you make a check if you're like compelled or anything you make a check and you just paralyze yourself yeah. rather than move which yeah. I love is like you don't get rid of the <laughs> condition like, and no. shove it off you're just like I'm just going to stand here until this wears off it makes me think of uh, um, oh gosh Jessica Jones um, purple guy David Tennant why am I not Kilgrave no, um, Kilgrave thank yeah, you Kilgrave. like he tries to get you to do something and she, you just stand there and you're like nah <laughs> no, I'm not, not doing it. Gonna. Not gonna do it. <laughs> so that was that was mine. Oh man. And that and takes us into the gnomes. My personal favorite, the gnomes. Gnomes are funny and okay. weird. I'm gonna make a statement. Uh-oh. They have the best hair, hands down, fight me. No, I gnomes agree with are that. so I I've been playing <laughs> D&D for so long that the Pathfinder take on gnomes is so different than what it used to be in like D&D that I still sometimes are like what is up with gnomes? They're so weird. That's not a bad thing. It's just I always forget how weird they are in Galarian. But I think that's why I love them. Cuz yeah, I think I'm I, a little weird. Like if I if I knew how to do better things with my hair other than changing the color, like I would do it. Like it's purple right now, but this is this is the extent of my hair skills. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think it's just the it's the the wanting to like constantly a, a experience new things and want to get out there and mm-hmm. I think it's just like it, they're just a weird like it's it kind of encourages you to be a weird person and I'm a weird person. So it's like, I yeah. like my, my, my spirit character would be a, uh, be a gnome for sure. A gnome. Yeah. Not a bleachling, <laughs> but like every other type of gnome. Sure. I mean, okay, a bleachling see, would be interesting. I like the gothy little bleachlings. I was going to say, I'm they're just, just like, they're oh, so you- <laughs> sad. They make me sad. Every time I see pictures of them, I'm like, oh, you lost all your colors and it's sad. So do they, do they ever establish if the bleaching can be reversed? I actually I don't, don't think so. No. 
I don't think like, so, though. Because when I was reading it, I was like, because I wonder if something exciting enough happens if you could suddenly get your color back. But I didn't, I didn't know if it worked like that, like a Rainbow Bright situation. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think they've ever, they've ever said there's like a ritual or anything to like get your color back. So um, that's why that's why gnomes like pretty much always are off trying to do new things or trying new pursuits, trying new professions. Like they're trying to save off yeah. the kind of the inevitable. But they could survive it and then they just become a goth kid. So you know, mm. is what it is. Fits Heather. Yeah, <laughs> Heather'd be like, "Bleach me, please, immediately." <laughs> I'm ready. I will. As far as ancestry feats go, uh, go though, uh, I read Gnome Polyglot, and I was like, "That's Heather," because yeah. <laughs> she is such uh, like the language junkie. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like my characters to know lots of languages, which is hard to do in two E, and it makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, you can't. But just in, be a in real life, monkey, it's difficult. language monkey. I did my my favorite feat for the gnomes is probably the eclectic obsession where you like your desire for stimulation has led you to pursue uh, so many things that you reflect on the snippets you've learned to temporarily become trained in one lore skill of your choice. <laughs> this proficiency yep. lasts for 10 minutes or until you critically fail a check. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, but, I, yeah, I, I was personal... just like. That's amazing. Oh, I remember reading about this. You know? <laughs> this is this is definitely for that person that's like just book smart. They're not really like common sense smart. And it's like, I could have sworn I did woodworking yeah. back in the day. This this joint looks wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. But uh, I, I loved uh, Unexpected Shift because, again, I like weird things. Don't um, mind. The flavor text of which, uh, which is triggered by its reaction that you take damage from an attack spell or other effect. Your supernatural connection sometimes causes you to phase from reality when under threat, disappearing mm-hmm. for split seconds before reappearing, often surprising you as much as your enemies. <laughs> and you're, I love the idea that you just are... You're the little chick from uh, Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> the, the oh, glitch. yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember her name. <laughs> Princess, oh, no. not Penelope. It was, was something it like that. I don't know if it was Penelope. Uh, it, it was, was like something Vanellope. like Penelope. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, it's something. I don't know. Was, Chat, was, help us uh, out. I don't know. So I think it was. Ven- yeah, possible. Something Vanellope like that. or something like that. Goodness. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you stole mine, so yeah, yeah, I uh, liked that one too. Yeah, that's a fun one. All right. So I guess goblins. that brings us on to goblins, which I had literally had no freaking idea that there were so many types of goblins. Didn't either. Oh yeah. And it's but they didn't. Know. But they didn't mention the Gindilos, which you know they wouldn't probably be playable. But you figure they'd at least be in the sidebar. Where yeah, are Gindilo be a fae? No. No, they're they're a type of aquatic goblin. Yeah, there's aquatic. They're little goblins. Yeah. They look uh, like oh, okay. Like, I'm thinking they have like yeah. mythology. They, they have look flippers. like they look like uh, Ursula from The Little Mermaid. They have octopus a bit, yeah. like a little bit instead okay. of. Okay. I'm thinking like of octopuses. actual mythology. Then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. but that's what they're the aquatic goblins, and I was like, why are these not like at least mentioned in a little sidebar? You know they why talk they're about not the mentioned? monkey goblins and everything. Let me, be, let me be real honest with you. You can't set a fire underwater. They are not true goblins. Oh my god, whatever. <laughs> Fight me, Paizo. Make it <laughs> no. dead. Make it dead. Y'all need y'all need to play Skull and Shackle and then we'll talk. Oh, well yeah, we started it. <laughs> yeah, we tried. <laughs> Life. Um, yeah. Though I do like the sidebar about the lick toads because of the weeby yep. goblin stuff. I yes. was like, yeah. I always played uh Poog and I had mm. my squilling ord. 
I like to read a and big We decided head. had a very posh British accent whenever yeah. we were at Pizer College. <laughs> yeah, it's but I, like I said, I had no idea there were so many types of goblins. That, so that yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah, the, the monkey goblins uh, were really was, interesting to me. Yeah. I, I liked the idea of them being guides for the Pathfinders. Like, that's what I, I read that the, uh, I can't remember exactly which uh, section it was. I'll have to look it up. But um, that that's what they, that's kind of how they started building a better reputation is that they started working with uh, the Pathfinders and being their little guides. Uh, gosh, where was it? Uh, I even did all my research and now I can't find it. Goodness. I think they talk about that in one of the, um, it was one of the side blurbs, but it was yeah. Oh, and um, I think they mentioned goblins working with a couple of the organizations too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and they mentioned just like the, the idea of like this little used little in guy ships. in the front doing that. Yeah, yeah. But my favorite feats for the goblins are the. Uh, steal mine. Where did it go? Fa- the fang sharpener, oh, and then yes. it turns into the ankle biter, which is freaking hilarious. By the way. <laughs> Yes. The fang sharpener just gives you like a bite attack, which is cool. But then the ankle biter is when you're grappled, you can make a strike. And if it hit, if it's a critical hit, you're not grabbed anymore. You mean <laughs> you yep. didn't go for the bouncy goblin? Dude, I love bouncy. That is such a funny, that's such like, a fun one. Um, I, I, I read went, that and I was like, no, that's fine. I was like, I was like, okay, they brought bouncy back. That's my favorite. And then I kept reading um, and I got to roll with it. Uh, which is a ninth level feat uh, as a reaction. Uh, you have to have unbreakable goblin heritage and have bouncy goblin. Uh, but a re- reaction when they hit you with a melee weapon or unarmed attack, uh, when you take a big hit, your foe bounces you around like a rubber ball, but you escape the worst of the blow. Your foe can move you any direction of its choice, up to 30 feet in a direction of its choice. This is not forced movement, um, and it triggers reactions as normal. You fall prone and are stunned one. Attempt a DC6 flat check. On a success, you take minimum damage from the attack, and on a critical success, if the attack was a critical hit, you don't take the double damage from the critical hit. That is so freaking weird. You just let them bat you around the room. And I was like, oh, that's so good. It's so good. Oh, gosh, goblins. Goblins. Yes, I, I appreciate that oh, every man. single type of goblin, they mentioned their love of fire. And I was like, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Make it burn, make it burn. Fire. A- then, I mean, we're all a little goblin. bit of pyros. Yeah, I love the monkey goblins. They're like, yeah, they don't really have a big uh, place. They have this one place where there's a big concentration, but it's like the sixth place because everything else is a scarred wreck because they keep wrecking the place by setting the entire city <laughs> on fire and then they have to relocate to a different part I mean, of Mediagalti Island. <laughs> you know, like you do. Yeah, you know, like you do. But yeah, and then that brings us to the halflings. Last but not least, for the core ancestries, oh, the unintentional kleptos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was. I I will say this section had one of my favorite sidebars that I wanted in every other section. You're gonna steal one of my favorite things about this, aren't you? I want the slang. Yes, for every I love that section. so much. Yes. Oh my gosh. Some of these were just absolutely hilarious. I think I might actually start using them. I think it was like the nine buttons one. Yeah, it's nine buttons is something that is both good and bad. Many halflings consider groups of nine to be unlucky, but buttons to be particularly lucky. So oh, it's, it's nine buttons. It's good and bad. You know, and just I... I freaking loved this. And I'm like, I need to know elven slang. Yeah. I need to know dwarven slang. I need this. Come yeah, on, that guys. was like my favorite part of this halfling <laughs> I section. I was like, slang? Where is it for everyone else? <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. buy a book of just the zombie slang. Work. 
<laughs> zombie work, yes. I, I love the too. zombie work. I'm like, what Gebbian halfling came and brought that back? Because you know that that's ca- that came from Gebbian. Uh, right? <laughs> sure enough, zombie work. It's great. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah, I also liked the... I do, uh, like, like with... Oh, uh, sorry. Um, ahead, I did like the Songo halflings. I thought those were really cool um, mm-hmm. because it describes them as... Uh, you know they're they're a little xenophobic or they're from the Mwangi, but like they like to paint uh, their bodies with different like body paints and stuff, and then show it to each other. And they mm-hmm. like to wear very bright clothing and everything. And I was like, oh, that just sounds like a great time. Like I'd be down to just like you know go yeah. on a camping trip with them and just you know make face do face painting and just like hang out. It sounded really cool. Yeah, the art for them was really good too. And oh, the, yeah, the art, art in this book was really just cool. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it all, yeah. Again, yeah. we say this every time. Paizo does amazing art. I think they scaled it back, to be honest. Like, a lot of the outfits, it wasn't... And and I know this is going to be a little bit blasphemous, but Wayne Reynolds tends to draw a lot. (laughs) Do not blaspheme I am not blaspheming. I love (laughs) Wayne Reynolds. Like, that's kind of my style. But I did notice that, like, they did scale back some of the designs. Like, they weren't quite... You didn't have all the gadgets and stuff. Because I feel like not all of these people are adventurers. They are representing their ancestry, so they don't need all of the stuff. Now, for me, when I do my characters, I'm like, yeah, lay it on. Wayne Reynolds this up, because I freaking (laughs) love Wayne Reynolds. So not blaspheming against the great Wayne Reynolds, but I did kind of like the more scaled back look, because they're not all adventurers. Some of these people just exist. Mm -hmm. So So what was everybody's favorite feats for our halfling friends? I went for easily oh, dismissed because I thought that'd be really cool to do for a vigilante. Oh yeah, yeah. There's actually a lot of good ones that would be for good for rogues and uh, and vigilantes and the like. Yeah, I like shared. I liked luck the be- adroit shared luck. I don't remember that one. Which one? Yeah, is that uh, one was so cool. Sh- shared luck is you have to have halfling luck for it, um, but uh, the, you are evidence that it's lucky to travel with a halfling. You can use halfling luck when an ally within 30 feet fails a skill check or a saving throw to allow the ally to re-roll the triggering check instead of you re-rolling your own failed check. As usual, your ally must use the new result, even if it's worse than the first roll. Um, if you have guiding luck, you can't use guiding luck's effect that applies to attack rolls and perception checks to use shared luck to benefit an ally. But I like the idea that you can just be like, get lucky, buddy. See, I, I have a similar thing in real life where if you're going to the store with me, I will always get a good parking spot. I cancel out <laughs> Jessica's bad luck. And so we always get the spot up front. So I've, I've got yeah. my own halfling luck. Jessica's got I, a special kind of, of luck. Maybe that's changed now that she's a Jenkins. Let me tell you, so far it hasn't. So far it's not, it hasn't. It's not official yet. Uh, yeah, she hasn't changed I, her name yet. <laughs> I liked the adroit manipulation where if you succeed on a thievery check to pick a lock, you get a critical success instead. Yeah. So you're just like, nope, I'm getting through here real quick. Yeah. So I, don't I thought mind that me. was fun. Yeah. I like that I, one a lot. I guess that brings us on to chapter two, the new ancestries for this book. Um, I am going to kind of make a comment here that this was the first book that came out with new ancestries. I know now we have the ancestry guide, but when this book came out, I was dubious about why these were the three that they picked. I'm like hobgoblins, mm. leshies, and lizard folk. I feel like maybe like the Azimars or Typhlings or should have been in here and definitely orcs. So they, cause half elves have all these options because you know, mm-hmm. they're el- they yeah, can choose elves. from elves or humans yeah. and the orc, I feel like half orcs have not had as much 
luck Love. with just because there's yeah. the orc hasn't been statted out as an ancestry yet. I don't think it's not in advanced the ancestry guide, is it? Uh, I don't have to so. check. I don't remember off so. the top of my head. So yeah, I feel like maybe orcs should have been in here instead of maybe hobgoblins. I know a lot of people like leshies, so I I get that. But I just felt like this these this was a weird three choices. Well, hobgoblin the makes sense because there's the new hobgoblin nation. So like that yeah. one I could get. Yeah. Um, that actually made a lot just, of sense. Yeah, I liked that they were described as less of a threat than Tarbophon, but still a threat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I did reading these sections. They did, you know, I, I did enjoy how all these societies have been really fleshed out to make them. It's less of the I'm going to play a monster than it's just this is another ancestry you can play, which yeah. is a good thing. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I still think right out of the gate orcs probably should have been included in this book instead of one of the others. But yeah, I, I kind of concur on that one. <laughs> yeah, the but, lizard folk is a little weird. Um, uh, like, it, it, it even mentions the fact that they're, like, not there's not a lot of them. They're a little um, bit here, but they're kind of outside of society. Like, mm-hmm. it just seems... It, 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 to me, I, like... I, I probably would have done orcs. Like, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Like... Like I said, now that we have the advanced play or the advanced ancestry guide or in the other stuff, we have a few more. But yeah, I just I thought this was a weird choice for their first three to, you know, relate yeah. to when this book came out. So but anyway, so Hobgoblins, uh, they do have uh, their new nation. Says, yes, orcs are in the APG, by the way. So, OK, whoops. Oh, OK, good. cool. Wind back whoops. everything we just said. This is fine. <laughs> uh, uh, whatever. But anyway, so. Um. What was I talking about? Hobgoblins. <laughs> yes, hobgoblins. I, uh, I didn't. I didn't realize that they had such apparently a mater, uh, uh, militaristic society, which is kind of cool. Uh, yeah, that's you know? because of Iron Fang invasion. So yeah. we never played that, but um, they the Iron like a lot of the hobgoblins that are left in Oprok. Um, they are from the Iron Fang Legion. And so that's why, like, if you look at all the feats list, it's very militaristic combat focused. And mm-hmm. that's yeah. because of, I think, more the society than it is, you know, all hobgoblins are like this kind of. Yeah. But, I, don't and, know, I never played and, Iron uh, Fang Invasion, so who knows? Yeah. But it did give them, you know, a, like I said, the, the fleshing out of their society and their culture. And it was pretty interesting. It was a lot of information yeah. that I didn't know. So. Again, also not having played Iron Fang Invasion, so yeah, mm-hmm. not yet. <laughs> yeah, one day. There's hope. <laughs> one day. We'll play we'll it before see. we're eighty, right? There's so many. Uh, depends on what new ones they come up with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, I like Top yeah. Goblins just because it it's one of those races or ancestries that that shows the progression of time because they've gone from mm-hmm. like they're a quote unquote monster. Um, you know, race in first edition to they are now, you know, maybe not respectable, but they are, you know, they have a society, they have a culture that's unified instead of just being, there's a random hobgoblin here and you don't know why, but they're, they're telling goblins what to do, you know? Yeah. They're developing. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And they, a lot of their feats are centered around, uh, you know, fighting and things like that there are a couple cool ones but several of them require you to have other hobgoblins around so i feel like that would require some coordination with your party let's all play hobgoblins or at least a couple of us play hobgoblins to make yeah these i will say the leech clipper jumped out at me 
just the name alone, but just you are trained to capture deserters or, quote unquote, leeches. <laughs> if you critically hit a foe with a weapon from the flail weapon group, you can wrap the weapon around the target's legs and then drop it, causing the foe to take a negative 10 foot circumstance penalty to their speeds. <laughs> so basically, you're just you're like lassoing people with a flail. Yeah. And yeah. I liked the vigorous health one where it's basically like, no, I'm going to make this check. And if I succeed, I'm not drained. So <laughs> which is handy. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. how much stubbornness really plays a part <laughs> in some of these feats. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, I also liked Leech Clipper because there's just something about that that name. Like I just name. I don't know. It's just the name. <laughs> it's really more name. I mean, every, the name sounds cool. I, anyone who knows me knows that I don't always agree with the naming conventions, but that one that one got me. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was good. So. <laughs> All right. Also, so there's a really I, cool picture yeah. of a cowling hobgoblin. Um, just has oh, a yeah. really cool yeah. set of armor. On page 15. And I love the yeah. axe with a face in it. I thought that was yeah. really cool. Yeah. It was really cool. neat. But I guess uh, next up we have Leshies. I love Leshies. They are plant time lords is what I have decided. Um, Can I, kind of, I yeah. am going to point out that the art for the fungus and the gourd leshies are absolutely <laughs> freaking terrifying. Okay, the gourd yeah. one was okay, but I, I was the like looking... The fungus one has teeth. Like, I was looking at the heritage ones and reading it, and I was like, oh, the fungus leshy sounds really cool, and then I scrolled down and I was like, ugh! Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> the gourd leshy, its face makes me look like those things from like Princess Mononoke, and like its head's gonna oh, twitch see, at me. Oh, those are cute! No, no, it's <laughs> awful. I hate it. Oh, they're cute little guys, though. <laughs> But no, okay. The, the fungus leshy artwork is absolutely like terrifying. Yeah. Like these are the leshies that live in Nidal. Like that's yeah. like where those leshies live. Oh sure, that's exactly yeah, where they live. <laughs> you, know, you know. But yeah, I was like, I was in the same thing. Rach did. I turned the page and I was like, whoa, what is this yeah. monstrosity? I was just looking at a cute little leafy thing. You yeah. Know? But but yeah, yeah, I loved their naming conventions. Yes, because it said um, the names often represent a facet of their personalities or values. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, though another common naming convention is to use a description of the natural feature they admire. So, like some of them is scarlet in summer, evening or noon sky evening song. Like these are just adorable. <laughs> Yes. I thought it was really interesting that they talked about like leshies. You can play leshies, but like druids can also have leshy familiars. Mm -hmm. And, and how, what's like, the difference? Yeah, and how leshies are also really protective of leshy familiars, and they don't yeah. like it when this when the familiar leshies are picked on or treated or mistreated by their masters. Yeah, so, they're incredibly loyal. Yeah, so I thought that things. was interesting. But yeah, yeah, one of the more interesting details for me is the fact that. Leshy's spirits, as the spirit that inhabits the Leshy body, is functionally immortal. I mean, mm -hmm. they're spirits, yeah. right? That's why I said um, they were time lords. Yeah, but what's interesting about it is they mention the fact that they don't want to be in their bodies all the time. That every mm -hmm. time that they they go into a new body and they or they leave, that it's a it's a chance of growth, a chance of trying yeah. something new. And I thought that was really interesting in a way to kind of justify why, like. You almost, I almost feel like a Leshy would be rather selfless in being mm -hmm. like, you know, being that person that says, you know, I'll make the ultimate sacrifice for the group because I am Groot. You know, it's just, it's just, yeah. Well, one, I am Groot, but it's also just like, <laughs> wow, I just totally got derailed by that because I didn't realize that was where that was going. But um, 
it's, it's the fact of just like, I'm just a spirit. Like, I mean, this could be the end of this life. It's fine. Yeah. It's a new experience. I've I'll never come died back. before, it's maybe. All good. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. fine. No big deal. Can we talk about how amazing the seed pod feed is where you literally oh like and spit seeds at people? I'm like, yeah, let's okay, do that. It, it <laughs> technically says it's an unarmed attack. So oh, yeah, you throw, but, you're throwing well, those seeds. Whatever. But I like to imagine that you're basically the, uh, the, the, oh gosh, the Deku in, uh, yes. in uh, mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time. Exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, gosh. Are, are we not going to talk about harmlessly cute oh yes <laughs> i read that one and i was like yes like i would totally take advantage of that every chance i got yes <laughs> and then i also love the solar rejuvenation where basically you just go photosynthesize for a yeah. little bit and heal up sunbathe for a little bit yeah, it's like give me 10 minutes in the sun i'll be with you in a minute <laughs> but yeah that the leshies are cute Though the fungus leshy freaks me out. I'm not going to lie. I'm just like, whoa. (laughs) And I I really liked it because I was like, man, this sounds really cool. But the cool thing is, is that even though that's the art for it, I mean, there are tons of other kind of fungus that you could go for. So I'm like, you could turn that into something a little bit more traditionally Um, harmlessly cute. You could be a toadstool, honestly. Like, you could just just be like a toad. From Mario. <laughs> but yeah, that's that artwork. It's terrifying and amazing. And yeah, was... it's, it's really good, but it, it, it definitely shocked me. So success. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Goodness. All right, moving on to Lizard Folk. Also made me think of Doctor Who. When they... Really? It made, me, it made me think of dinosaurs more than anything when I looked well, at the first piece of art. It made me think of uh, when the Lizard Folk like rise up and like they've been hibernating in the oh, earth for so okay. long and then they came back up and they tried to yeah. destroy all humans because, you know, we suck. Like you like do. You do. <laughs> like, like every Doctor Who villain really kind of does. At pretty some much. Point or and so then they had to like negotiate, you know, and whatnot. It was it was pretty good. Uh, but that's kind of what it made me think of, like the initial reading of it. And then I saw the artwork and I was like, okay, less Doctor Who, but still pretty cool. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool that they're super into astrology. That's a that's mm-hmm. a neat thing. I like Again, that. it's one of those like it's ten years now since a lot of the source mm-hmm. books kind of came out, and you get to see <laughs> the living world and how lizard folk culture has kind of evolved in an academic sense because it's being reported to us that like you know they have a deeper culture than mm-hmm. just they're the monsters. But, that and you fight I honestly cannot remember fighting lizard folk in any of the one stuff that I played. I honestly don't mm-hmm. remember. Mm, we're really fighting I'm, kobolds, but that was about it. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably something that we're just not thinking of, but um, yeah, because no, I, I was thinking about think that when I was reading over this. I was like, I don't actually know much of anything about lizard folk because I don't remember encountering them that much. Um, it is cool. Like, I, I think they're very interesting. Um, I don't know how easy it would be to work them into an, an AP, especially if it was, like, city-based. But, yeah, they're, I think yeah. they're actually pretty cool. I really like the Leshy, but the Lizard Folk might actually be my favorite out of these three, which is weird because I also feel like it was the one that should have been replaced by Orcs. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, they, they got around to it eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I, really I did like, like that that unseen heritage or the un- I was gonna say feet. lizard folk got a lot of heritages. Yeah, yeah. I think they got like the a most. Lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they did get the most. Yeah, 
Where like the unseen one is where you can like blend into your surroundings and like basically like be all chameleon-y and get circumstance bonuses to your cell checks and everything. And I do like that there's a feat where you can like lose your tail to get out of a grapple line. That was not going to be my favorite feat. I was like, um, nope. I I imagine uh, Jessica wanting to play the frilled lizard folk to kind of. Yes, that's what I thought of her immediately because it it literally is you you pop a frill like you're that spitting thing in Jurassic Park, which I don't remember the. the I used to know it, but it's it's been a long time. But uh, you have this like dancing frill as you come up and you intimidate people. That just like, yeah, yeah, that seems a very Jess thing. And then reptile speaker is cool, so you can talk to any type of reptile. It's like, hey, what's up? You see any weird people walk past here lately? So yeah. I like that it's also GMs get to determine what is a lizard, so you can yeah. technically be like, <laughs> I mean, you speak with the dragon as a lizard to a lizard, kind of, you know, if, if you're GMs. <laughs> the, sure that the really. And then, <laughs> like I said, I had a lot of the lizard folk feet that I really liked, and the gecko's yeah. grip is another one, where it's like, I'm just going to climb on this wall. <laughs> see, yeah. and I went... I went for the uh, parthenogenic hatchling. That was cool. That like, was really that interesting. That was just neat because it made me think Jurassic Park too because it says you were hatched from an unfertilized egg during hard times for your people and you are a biological copy of your mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I remember reading cool. that one and being like, <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I liked the litter folk and the leshies are cool too. I kind of want to play a terrifying fungus leshie. I was going to say, you see more the the terrifying fungus than the (laughs) cute little gourd leshy with putting one bulk of thing in its head. Mm. I'd play a gourd leshy just to screw with you. (laughs) (laughs) Creepy mask. Uh so I guess that moves on to they do mention a bunch of other uh, yeah, ancestries which is that they thing. tease. It's yeah. like, hey, Such these are things that exist, but you can't play any of these yet. A lot yeah. of these are in the um APG, the ancestry right? guide. Yeah, but I'm just like I'm still really? waiting on my genie kin. Why do you gotta tease this <laughs> and then not let us play? I will they say though that the, the, they include yeah. art of it yeah. to just tease. Because I saw the changeling artwork and I was like, what is Professor Trelawney doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. She does look like Trelawney. Oh, man. But that but, uh, the last big chapter in this book is about organizations, which yep. I thought was kind of cool. I liked um, reading about this section. The artwork on I don't, page 64, just I laugh so hard. I love it so much. Oh, was yeah. The, the firebrands. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> no, firebrands. The, 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 the guy kidnapping an, or rescuing another guy from his wedding, and it's the bride that's angry in the window, just the play on that traditional piece. I was yeah. like, yes. I, I, I like great. the fact that the the groom looks very, very happy. happy. He's, like, yes. it's like, he's like, yes, so cool. I love it so much. It's amazing. I laughed so hard when I saw that. Oh, man, yeah. But I guess we'll do just a you know overview of these. There there are other organizations listed at the opening of this chapter. I, I appreciate that they f- they front load that with we're not talking about all of these cool yeah. ones. Those, those and, have already been. And several of these so. were already mentioned in the world guide and some other places so mm-hmm. they're not like we just threw these on here and then didn't give you anything. These are just here's some other organizations. So. Yeah. Well because they give you feats for those organizations yeah. and like dedications and some uh, some other stuff but it's just basically like yeah we're gonna we're gonna give you some stuff for this but we're not gonna talk about the organization mm-hmm. itself really. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and so they start off with the firebrands, which are new to second edition, and I actually think they're pretty interesting. They're probably the group that would be the easiest, besides the pathfinders, to be a part of. 
Yeah. And yes and no. Adventure. See, the problem is, is that your status in the Firebrands is based on your reputation mm-hmm. and stories that are told about you. So you have to be able to kind of sell yourself, I feel like, to be a part of a, the Firebrands. So, Bards. yeah, you got to have a good bard. <laughs> you need your, um, oh, gosh, who's the one? one Jaskar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, walking behind you, singing your sa- songs of all the things. Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yes, I don't know. I don't remember how to say things. Toss a coin, do uh. your witcher. Sorry, that's my ringtone. I'm trying to know about my Witcher lore, and I'm not, I'm not up on it, man. But yeah, I thought you know, reading about them was interesting. Um, and like I said, they're the, I think they're the only one in here that's brand new to Second Edition. I think all the other ones, so. we at least had some idea about them. Well, the Knights of Last Wall yeah, are kind of new, but they're kinda. yeah. That's also very spoilery for Tyrant's Grass. I skinned over that pe- chapter real fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did too. I didn't really want to get into it because I, I was like, just in case. I literally didn't read it. I was mm-hmm. like, I so can't read this So let's move one. on to Hell Knights. Yeah. yeah. I love me some Hell Knights. <laughs> These are the Judge Dreads of the world. <laughs> I, I, I do like that there were, um, I liked the breakdown of the orders and the ranking because mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah. that's if that's ever really been clearly stated. And I like the little blurb for every single one of the orders, though yeah. I wish all the orders, the major orders had gotten a dedication or a feat or something in here. Like most of them are just, they, they did it for several of them, but not all of the major ones, which is why the Hell Knights need their whole entire book. Okay. Yeah. Can we oh, maybe maybe they're working on that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't but, know, Paizo, hit us up. Let us know. <laughs> you know, the Order of the Pyre is one of my favorites, um, and they don't have any feats in here, which made me sad. But um, the, are they the ones that fight that hunt out heresy? Yeah. No. That hunt down oh. the cults and everything like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I, I liked the Order of the Chain. Because I like the idea of a hell knight going after the worst of the worst and bringing them yeah. to justice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the one hell knight order you can kind of get behind. You're like, the god claws okay. are, the god claws are pretty cool too. Yeah. They're, they're, they're interesting. But I mean, I like, I like the order of the gate just because I love magic. So yeah. And yeah, oh, the, the is armor that the was one? so cool on this. In this and book I, I do them. like the specific feats for the signifiers. You know, you're yeah. the spellcasting hell knight. So here's some awesome hell knight specific spellcasty feats yeah order of the gate artwork was my favorite Mm -hmm. yes the one thing i don't like about the hell knights is if you're a magic user except in the order of the gate you are below regular hell knights Mm -hmm. and i'm just like really though like why can't y'all be equal i like the order of the pyre hell knight art it's fancy they're all fancy i know i just want to walk around in my badass evil black plate mail all the time and heather gets the first swear <laughs> we were doing so well it wasn't too bad of a swear anyway but yes hell knights are cool and they need their own book that's that's what i'm saying here mm-hmm. yeah and i do like that there are dedications uh or feats for gaining rank as your character levels up as well yeah like, that was neat yeah mm-hmm. that was really interesting um because they do go through like basically there's a lesser and a greater boom yeah. feet for mm-hmm. lack of a better term that you get for each of the orders which was really nifty yep but um so then they go on to the knights of last wall which i don't think we're going to talk about too much because none of us really read this chapter very thoroughly because spoilers for tyrant's grass which we are playing i will say something happens there's now knights yeah, of last wall as I'll, a major faction yeah, yeah. um i will say that I did like in the sidebar that they actually have the oath for one of the new subdivisions. Yeah. I thought that was that cool. Was very neat. And um, 
I I skimmed a little and I just remember reading a section where um, apparently the Abadarians were trying to profit off of the devastation. And I was like, hmm, this is why I hate Abadar. <laughs> everybody's <laughs> always like, well, everybody's <laughs> always like, you know, Abadar's not that bad. And then uh, like half of the like over half of the examples are like this is why he, the lawful evil ones are doing it's like, y'all were doing so, so good. good like y'all were doing good stuff and helping out then he had to go pull that crap yeah avatar but is granted awful. it was just a little blurb i read so i don't yeah. know if it was out of context i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt for the moment because <laughs> i didn't want to read that chapter in depth so i could be wrong there's such much pretty artwork and it there makes is. my heart happy that even after the end of uh, Tyrant's Grasp, but at least some remnants of the Knight of, of Ozum are out there fighting the Tyrant. So, yeah. So sorry to kind of skim over that one, guys, but spoilers for something that we're playing. We, so, we do try not to spoil yeah. the adventure paths <laughs> we're playing for ourselves. I am going to say, though, my favorite art for this one was the Knight Reclaimant. Oh, yeah, that's some oh, good artwork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, top notch. That was um, amazing. And that brings us on to Magambia and Old Mage Jatimbe and the Ten My Magic Warriors. My personal favorite or- organization in this book. Yeah. Rad. It was really interesting to read about it and the branches and yes. all of that kind of really cool stuff about the school because, again, I don't think they've elaborated very much on that in 1E. I think this mm-hmm. is kind of really one of the first big looks we've gotten at it. So I mean, it gets me pumped even if I'm already like stoked beyond all belief, but even more pumped for Strength of Thousands mm-hmm. because it talks about like, you know, what it like the different kind of traditions of magic mm-hmm. and what you can do with that and how you get you can make your own mask and what the mask signifies. And I just thought yeah. it was so culturally different to get to, you know, go through and, and make your own mask. And some people don't do the mask because it's just it's a very personal reflection of yourself. And I thought yeah. that was just really, yeah. really cool. And the mask familiar feats in here are freaking awesome. I was, that was like, my favorite. yeah, yep. I'm like, that is so cool. I want my mask to just turn into a little kitty and like follow me around or, whatever, <laughs> or a little bird, you know, and it just t- you can give it the familiar feet so it can mm-hmm. talk too. so you can just yeah. be like, oh, yeah, my mask. Uh, occasionally I it just flies around and it, uh, you know, is a little bird and uh, it says hello. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. I I like it a lot. Um, I like there's this really cool cat cat folk character artwork on page 102 from that. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. Mm, Yeah, but all the all the art in this one was very mm -hmm. like mystical, magical because it really yeah, yeah, because they they focus on learning all about the magic and everything. It was really cool. Um, I really do like all the artwork in here and all the different directions and everything you could go with the school it's not just like hogwarts it's like there's all sorts of different studies and branches there's even like spy a spy branch and Mm -hmm. everything going on so yeah i thought that was really really cool i think i loved the um first section where it talks about within the Magambia because it says Magambia accepts anyone who can prove their good intention and has earned the trust of a Magambian while not overly uh, hierarchical uh, the Magambia divides membership into ranks based on proven knowledge and aptitude and I just liked the idea that hey you're willing to learn something you do it well and you can prove yourself all right, come on in, you know, and I just yeah. I really, really liked that, that you again, you don't have to be good at this one thing. You just have to have good intentions and do something. Yeah. And, and I, I like that. I like that their anathemas are selfishness and disrespect and unwarranted yeah. violence. And it's like we're all about learning about magic, but 
don't it's not about gaining power for yourself it's about mm-hmm. teaching yeah. and learning and discovering new things which is really cool being a former teacher myself and i'm still in education in a way i think that that's more of what we need in schools today mm-hmm. and like really getting into you know it's it's not about testing it's about so much more and i'm just gonna leave it at that before i go on my soapbox though i will say the artwork on page 99 where that awful spider is obviously trying to poison uh, that man like how uh, it is. no it's so no. cute no that is the cutest spider I've ever seen. It is a cute, maybe not as cuter than Lucas, but spider. Nope. Look at him; nope. he's offered him the little treat. Nope. It's so nope. Cute. nope. Okay. No. Nope. I gotta. T- I gotta tell you all something. <laughs> this is gonna make you make it even cuter. So Jess made a Magambian wizard and took a familiar, and she took a spider familiar. Nope. And uh, apparently, I don't remember what uh, what language it is, but she named it Bwee Bwee. B W E B W E. Wee wee, and ever since that she told me that, I just every spider I see, I'm like, it's a little wee wee. Oh my god, it's so cute. It's awful. It's awful. I but hate see, that. you're focusing on the spider and you're not noticing the, like, uh, is it a knoll in the background? There's a knoll in the background that's, like, <laughs> having a discussion. <laughs> they're they're fighting over a book. They're telling yeah. tug of war with a book. Yeah. It's no, excellent. I was distracted by the or awful spider that's about so to stab cute. that guy with his arm while offering okay, him poison. Jordan, put up a picture of this absolutely <laughs> okay, cute right, spider. Right, 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 right. And I need the chat to be like, no, no, Rachel is right and this is adorable. Okay, here we go. Here we go, people who are watching us on Twitch. It's awful. It. I don't, it I don't care. Bring it up a little. Up. Bring it up a little. Up. There okay. we go. Look it's at him. He's like terrible. a little chair. It's, it's still He's terrible. He's so fuzzy. It's He's so cute. <laughs> it's terrible. I love the coloration on the on his back too. Like yeah. it's super inviting and just friendly. Look at him. He's even like got a like a little leg up on him. Like yeah, hey, how you doing, murder. guys? Like how you doing, buddy? To murder. He's bringing him snacks. It's so cute. <laughs> okay, him. we have focused long enough on the absolutely cute spider. Magambia, you guys have got it going on. And this is awesome. The yeah, last one they uh, talk about is the Pathfinder Society. I am on the fence about them doing pages and pages on the society in here when the society now has its own book, which I'm sure they knew was coming out when they were planning this book. It so would have underst- felt weird not to have I it. I know, I understand way. the Pathfinders, but I'm just like... But these like last 10 or 15 pages, however it is, could have been dedicated to something they haven't fleshed out yet. So I understand why they're here, but I'm also like, but they have their whole entire book. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I think it's because, again, the Pathfinder Society, you know, they're their society play and all that. So I think that's the big reason why I I think sometimes it's unfortunate that pathfinder society does get kind of a bad rap especially like in the world of galarian because i do feel like it's definitely like the road to hell is paved with good intentions oh definitely you know it's like they're intending to do good things and then they just tend to tick off the wrong people you know because i I I know i've played some modules um that have been absolutely wonderful and i've felt like even as a pathfinder i was like i'm doing good stuff but you know, then you read about other stories and it's like, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all really did a bad. Yeah. I don't agree with their let's hoard all the magic things in one places because I feel yeah. like that's eventually going to come and bite them in the butt. If Didn't it hasn't learn already. From the freaking Warrens. Yeah. You don't do that because then Annabelle will break out. <laughs> but I mean, their accepted alignment is neutral. Pretty, You can be any alignment and be mm-hmm. in the Pathfinder Society. 
Well, so, I don't think you can be evil. You can't. You Ta- can be evil as long as you're not playing Pathfinder Society ta- standard table play. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. yeah so because yeah. you can't be evil in this that in the organized play, but you can be an evil member of the Pathfinder Society, like in an adventure path or something like that. So I, I do have to point out my favorite archetype, though, um, because I felt like it was perfect for Jordan. Is everyone duck? Is that what it is? <laughs> yes. Uh, and it yes. says, <laughs> um, you fail, but you don't critically fail and attempt to disable a device on a trap. You intentionally set off the trap, but you take a special precautions to protect yourself and your allies from the trap's effect. For the next two rounds, if the trap rolls a critical success on an attack roll, it gets a normal success instead. And if anyone rolls a critical failure on their saving throw against the trap, they get a normal failure instead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. That seems like the kind of thing my rogue would need to have. Yes. One of my favorite things in this section was actually an item. It was the bi-resonant wayfinder where it's like, let me just shove two Aeon stones in here. All right. I don't know. I don't know if anybody from Paizo is actually listening right now or on our chat or anything, but I'm going to tell you how disappointed I was the first Paizo con I went to. And it lands on my birthday every year. So I'm always really excited. And they said, here's your wayfinder. And I thought it was a legit wayfinder and not a freaking magazine. <laughs> and I need a <laughs> Oh my gosh, Rachel. Okay. I was real early into the Pathfinder game, okay? So I didn't know, but I was like so excited. I was like, dude, they're handing out Wayfinders. This is awesome. And I like I've never seen like really good art of a Wayfinder that like I like to kind of like send it off to somebody to like make one or something. Cause I'm like, I want a Wayfinder. <laughs> Okay, Paizo merch department. <laughs> I need a wayfinder. Think of the sales if you made a legitimate wayfinder, <laughs> like a legitimate compass you could get. I'd buy that. Oh, well, and then I'd also you know, buy it for a reroll in well, society. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Wear it to your organized play game and get a reroll or something. Yeah, you could put that like would little really stones cool. in to like change the colors yeah. or something. I don't yeah. know. That's probably getting oh, too oh, fancy. Oh, it'd be but... like little LED in the center. Yeah. Of it, and you could put the little stones okay, in to make the colors change. Now we're getting real complicated Goodness. with this. But anyway, yeah, get on a Paizo. so Paizo, we've, we've <laughs> you've disappointed my heart, and I need a wayfinder. <laughs> wow! Oh man. Um, okay, so that's that's it for all the organizations. There's actually a bit at the end where they have an NPC gallery where they stat out a couple of different types of NPCs, and they also give you some guides if you want to roll your own NPC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they I, also I thought like, it was interesting, yeah. but I which is, it's, it's, not for it's me. interesting because it's per um, organization. So like, if they're yeah. part of the Bellflower Network, they need to take. You know, we recommend they take this, this, and this if they yeah. are over a certain level. So, and there's I thought that also, was actually really interesting. There's also some templates and things like that that you that you can use to adjust like yeah. an existing creature so it matches up with one of the one of the organizations. So it's a really good tool for game masters and maybe for even sure. for players to kind of get an idea of how you know maybe to bring something together if you're kind of stumped. Yeah. But there's some really good artwork through here oh, and yeah. in the back section. So even if it's not something that you're really going to use when you have this book, I suggest flipping through it just to look at the pretty, pretty artwork. There's sure. an Aldari sword, uh, Aldori sword Lord picture in here that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So oh, there's, there's just some neat stuff in here. Yeah. Jordan, did we have any other questions from the Discord or um, chat? Yeah. Discord or the chat, we... either one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Discord. I put it in the notes um, that I did not pull up because okay. Um, I have hand. it. 
Because I was prepared. <laughs> I typed it in there. I just didn't I know. No, I was just like super excited because like I actually take like took like legit notes this time and I had them all like organized and pretty. Like <laughs> I was very proud. I was proud. I went back to like my teacher skills. I was super proud. Okay. So our first one is Rose uh, from PTP or PT podcast. Um, and their first one is your favorite archetype, which I feel like we've kind of addressed yeah. as we went along. Um, My favorite archetype is probably the Winter Witch one. Just made me so excited to see that one. Oh, gosh. Um, Favorite one. Did we we say archetype? Are we talking like class archetype or are we talking like heritage? I think it's the heritage archetype is what I would assume. uh, It just says favorite archetype. And then it says favorite ethnicity lore wise for each ancestry. Yeah. Which I think we also kind of talked about as we went. We kind of went through that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was trying to answer that as we went because I knew that was going to be one where we were just going to flip back. (laughs) And then uh, uh, Ben, he, him, Eliza Tahalo. Hopefully I said that correctly. Oh, that's one of his characters on Oh, Discord. okay. Mm-hmm. So, I love that name. Though. That's awesome. Just Ben. Uh, ben. Uh, first one is favorite organization. Knights. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. Um, ooh, gosh. Uh I'm probably gonna have to go with Magambia too. Yeah, <laughs> so. I go with Team Magambia. And hell then Knights. <laughs> of course, it's Hell Knights with you, Heather. <laughs> and his second question is: What do you think is the most creative archetype in the book that offers cool niche stuff? Oh gosh, I don't. Ooh. There's so much in here. I don't know which <sighs> one I would say is my favorite. Mm. I'm sorry about Mikey serenading everyone. If you can hear him, it's his dinner time and he's very upset. <laughs> Racist. Um, I don't I don't know which one I would pick. Um, Picking favorites is always so hard. It is so hard. Oh, my gosh. I think I really liked I don't know if I can pick a specific one, but I do have a love of halflings and I liked a lot of the the feats that you could do to do character stuff with that so I'm gonna go with the halfling feats I think they had some good choices I'm gonna go with goblin I liked goblin feats I mean I'm actually gonna go with the hell knight stuff just because you can get some really cool stuff from their dedications and everything like that so and that's something that you know isn't necessarily limited to one of the ancestries because you can't you don't have to be a human to be a hell knight no no actually they specifically state that you can you can mm-hmm. be like it lists like for each of the orders what other types yeah. of creatures are typically admitted. So I thought so. that was actually, which I actually thought was really cool. Mm. All right, did we get any questions in the chat as things I, were going? Uh, let me scroll through the chat and see what we got. Um, do 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 do. <laughs> Mikey, yes, everyone says hello, Mikey. Just a few more minutes, and then you'll get your dinner. Uh, chat <laughs> says that uh, the per- the little girl in Wreck-It Ralph is Vanellope. Okay, Vanellope, so, there so there's that. Um, Rick cl- uh, clarifies: Grindylows are they look like goblins, but they're actually aberrations. I mean, whatever, huh. they're goblins. So, <laughs> so be it. it's because the little know. tentacle. I legs. just imagine oh the Grindylows from <laughs> Harry Potter. Flora yes. got attacked by them. Um, let's see. Seriously, bud, you're on my headphones. We're all having, all of us with Jordan are having cat issues right now. I mean, that's because that's what my cat is. lap right now. That's gotta, <laughs> that's gotta be expected out. with find the path. Yeah. Anything else, Jordan? Anything else? Or are we? Um, let's see. 
I mean, we were pretty thorough. So. Oh, I misspelled Bwibwi, apparently, uh, which is Swahili for spider. Ah. Uh, Bwibwi is B-U-I-B-U-I. Ah. Pronounced the same, though? I'm assuming. Yeah, still pronounced Bwibwi. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yes, yeah, sw- uh, Swahili for spider. Nice. Um, yeah, no other questions in our Discord All right. chat. All right, so. well... Nothing right. on the Twitch or anything either. I didn't. I was kind of trying to keep an eye on that as we were going, and no, there was that, some that comments. Was the yeah. Chat. I oh, was okay. Through. Yeah. So. All right. Well, well, I hope everyone enjoyed us rambling on about the stuff in this book. Um, uh, can... Yeah. O- overall recommendation: if you're building a character in oh, yeah. second edition, mm-hmm. get this book. Yeah. Like, yes. it's cool. Super great. Get this book, and then and then you can read about the Knights of Last Wall if you want yourself. <laughs> Yeah, and the firebrands <laughs> and the night We read every page of this book. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this book. Like I said a couple of times, I had some questions about the decision making, but I feel like that happens with every book that you're like, well, yeah. this should have been in here. Why did they do this? But overall, I'd give this book like a nine out of 10, I guess, probably. I'll give it a nine out of ten because they teased me too much yeah. with all the other all the other stuff, the other mm. organizations, the other ancestries. I was like, that. That's rude. I'm gonna ding him for that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stick with probably nine out of ten too. Then, yeah, I, I, I don't like being teased. I'm like, you could have just left that out and just yeah. put it in the next thing. Don't don't just <laughs> just add character guide just too. Just hook just me in that. a little bit as if yeah. I'm already not addicted to everything that you'll make. But okay. Oh man, goodness. Give me my wayfinder. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, I guess that's all there is for the uh, Lost Omens character guide. I hope y'all yep. enjoyed this, and you can always get in touch with us on Discord and uh, oh, Twitter. And- somebody asked what, or Rick asked what organization should have been in this book. Honestly, the Whispering Way, because they talk about them and like three of the well, other they, organizations. They do mention them. They, no, but, they have yeah, a little yeah. blurb. But, well, I think Estet it out. Them. Yeah. yeah. I think if the Pathfinders weren't in there, I think they should have thrown the Whispering Way to in there. To be fair, that also would have been one we'd had to skip. And yeah, we would have had to skip that. Anyway. Well, so. But I think that would have been, especially with the events that are going on and what's left of Last Wall, I think seeing them statted out would probably be a good choice eventually, yeah. too. You know, in case you want to play a creepy necromancer. You know, like you do. You know, like you do. I mean, could be fun. But, yep. <laughs> like, I, like I said, you can find us on Discord or Twitter or Facebook or Reddit. And I'm probably forgetting something. I think we have an Instagram. <laughs> we maybe update sometimes. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, if you have any more questions or any commentary or want to add to what we said, you can always find ways to get in contact with us. Yep. Yep. We're super reachable. All right. All right. Well, we will leave it there, guys. Bye, Thank Pavel. you for tuning in live. If you are reading to this, uh, if you're listening to this on our uh, feed, we do Twitch streams where we talk about this stuff, and you can ask questions hey. live um, every other Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, yep. huzzah. Eventually, Until- we will be caught up. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Eventually, we will stop going to and reviewing things that have been out for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck, Pathfolk. Everybody have a good night or day depending on when you're listening to this <laughs> yep hedging our bets on Have your a time, good time. <laughs> goodbye <laughs> Pat Volk. bye Pat Volk. Mm-hmm.